KMTT, Kimitzion, Tetzei Torah, Udvar Hashem, Yerushalayim. www.kimitzion.org Having a new week. Today is Monday. As on every Monday, today's shiur will be the shiur in the mitzvah ashavuit, the weekly mitzvah, Harav Binyamin Tavori. In Parashat Vayeshev, we have the story of Yehuda and Tamar, and we see to what extent Tamar went in order not to shame Yehuda. The topic of this shiur will be Halbanat Panim Bahalacha, shaming someone else according to the Halacha. Let's revert back to the original story. Yehuda, as we know, had relations with Tamar. Tamar became pregnant. And Yehuda was not aware of who she was. When Yehuda found out that Tamar was indeed pregnant, he said, The simple meaning of the words would mean that he said, She is chayevet mita, she is guilty of a punishment and deserves the punishment of death, and therefore let us impose that punishment upon her. Tamar at this point could have come and said to Yehuda that you were in the, you were, are indeed the father of this child. Instead of doing that, she sent him the chotemet, the patilim, she sent him those simanim, those indications, the items that he had left with her. And she sent them to Yehuda, as it were, for him to identify himself. It seems from the story that if Yehuda would indeed confess and acknowledge his paternal responsibilities, then the issue would be in order. However, if Yehuda denied it, then Tamar would indeed be burned. She could have saved her life. So we see that Tamar, rather than shame Yehuda, rather than embarrassing him in public, allowed him the discretion of telling the truth or indeed, killing Tamar. The Gemara deduces from here, Noach lola adam sheyapil atzmo likivshan eish va'al yabin panei chavero barabim. It would be better for a person to indeed throw himself into a fire rather than shame someone. Now, of course, that Gemara already took a, a quantum leap. The Gemara seems to say that it's better for a person actually to commit suicide. That we don't see so much from, from Tamar. We see from Tamar that she would allow herself to be killed rather than shame Yehuda. But the Gemara goes even a step further. Somehow the Gemara thinks that this could be the source that a person could commit suicide in order to, or should commit suicide, in order to save embarrassment and shame from someone else. This story, which is quoted, I said, in the Gemara in a number of places, as a proof text that it is better to die or even to commit suicide rather than to embarrass someone, seems problematic for many reasons. I've already mentioned the issue of suicide 
the, how could the Gemara determine that suicide is is preferred over embarrassing someone from the story? Secondly, in this particular case, it seems that Yehuda was at fault. Yehuda seems to be the villain in the story who really should have inquired before he did what he did. And therefore, the inference from this story could even be more that we should not shame anyone even though he is really responsible for this particular case. The third issue is how seriously do we take the words Did Yehuda indeed mean to inflict the death penalty upon her? Rav Yehuda Chassid in his Perush this Perush is quoted by many people I know it from the Enayim Lemishpat on Brachos, Daf Mem Gimel, quotes this Rav Yudah Chassid as saying, Hotziyu Avatisareif might not even mean to kill her. It might mean somehow to put a type of siman on her, a brand as it were, to put a burning mark on her to show that, as we would call it somehow like the scarlet letter of someone who committed adultery. If that would be true, it would really even be more difficult to assume that this is a serious halacha learned from our case. In fact, the Me'iri, in a number of places, says that the Gemara says this as a derech tzachus, as a derech guzma. The Gemara uses this as an exaggeration. But really, the Gemara never meant that the transgression of shaming or embarrassing someone is so severe. Yes, we will see that it is indeed severe. Of that there is no question. But the Miri would not think that the, we should take the Gemara literally, that it's so severe that we should commit suicide or even allow ourselves to, be, to die for such a an Avera. To our surprise, we find the Tosfus that asks a question that infers that he disagrees, that implies that he disagrees with this Miri. Tosas and Bav Metziah, Daf Yudamid Beis, asks a question. He quotes the Argumara that it's better to put, throw yourself into a burning fire rather than to embarrass someone. And he quotes the Gemara of Metziah, which we will get to later, that a person who is guilty of the offense of Malbin Pnei Chavero, of embarrassing someone, actually is goes to Gehenom and somehow gets no reprieve. And Tosvus asks, so why is it that we think there are only three Averos of Yeherik Valyavar? We have a tradition that there are three sins for which a person must give up his life. The three cardinal sins of Judaism for which a person must give up his life include Avodazara, Shvichus Damim, and Gidarayas. Avodazara means idol worship. Gilearayos means some sort of incest or forbidden marital relations for which a person must give up his life. And the third is murder. The Gemara learns from the first two from Psukim and the third one the Gemara learns from Maichazis, from the famous logical argument. What makes you think your blood is redder than his blood? If you are forced to kill someone, so someone's going to have to die. How can you become involved and say and choose who should die? 
How do you know who's more important in this world, you or the other person? <coughs> when Tarsus asks this question, it seems to be that he thinks that we take the Gemara very, very seriously. A person should give up his life rather than embarrass someone. And therefore, there are four Averis for which we would say Yeharig Vayavar. Tarsus' answer seems rather enigmatic. Tarsus says, the, this sin that we're talking about, shaming someone, is not written directly in the Torah. It is not explicit. And therefore, the only three Averos that we know, that we quote at all times, are Yeharik Vayavar, a person should give up his life, rather than commit those particular averos, are the three that are Mufurash Batara. This Tosfus led to a great amount of literature questioning the meaning of Tosfus. Some people really thought that Tosfus interprets literally that this is an Avera, this is such an Avera to the extent that we say Yehari Vayavar. But it's not counted because it's not Mufurash Batara. And why is it not Mufurash Batara? So some people think this is an extension of Shvichus Damim. It is true that one of the three Averos is spilling blood. The Avera of Habanas Panim, of shaming someone, is somewhat akin to spilling blood. Some people even explain it that the blood rush that goes to a person's face when he turns colors, that means blood rushes to his face, Blood escapes from his face. That movement of blood is also considered a form of shvichas damin. Such an opinion that habanas panim is really so severe that it's included in the three averos or another avera that's yehayik vayavar seems to be the opinion of Rabbeinu Yonah and Shari Tshuva. Rabbeinu Yonah in Shari Hashlishi Number Kufla Mites. Kufla Mites happens to be Ketal, the Aramaic word for murder. But he quotes the Avak Ritzicha Habanas Panim. He calls this an extension of Ritzicha. So if we would suggest this is the same idea that's found in Tosfus, we would say there are three Averos that are Mefurish Bam Mikra. There are three Averos for which a person should give up his life, which are specifically written in Torah. Those Averos might have Avizrim. Avizrim means offshoots. An Avera of, of Gili Arayos would mean actually forbidden relationships. But, to, but some sort of a, a side incidence which doesn't involve direct uh, of, of uh, Gili Arayos would be considered somehow like Avak Gili Arayos. And there's a discussion if Avak Gili Arayos, the offshoots, the side incidences of, of these Averos, would also incur the Halacha of Yehoi Gvayavar. The Rabbeinu Yonah seems to state clearly. He says, the, this Avera, Habanas Panim, is Avak Ritzicha, is an offshoot of the Isra of Ritzicha. And he says, as I said before, Ki panav yechvaru odem. His face will pale and become red. And he quotes the Gemara that we said, and he says, he quotes the story from Tamar,
to suggest that this is the Pshat and Tosfis is not that far-fetched once we found one Rishon, namely Rabbeinu Yonah, who does espouse such a, a position. However, the position itself is rather, rather difficult. Uh, yes, the Gemara says that it is better to throw yourself in a burning fire, but does that the Gemara mean it in a literal sense? We have a number of cases where the Gemara wants to show how bad an Avera is, so the Gemara will use language that seems to us a derch guzma, that seems an ex- exaggeration, as the Mi'iri said. If we would really follow the, this line of thinking and say the Tosus and Rabbeinu Yonah, and Rabbeinu Yonah, it is more explicit, but to say that Tosus would also say so, would mean, to take this to the nth degree, would mean, would we be allowed to be Mechalo Shabbos, to save a person from embarrassment? If you would really think that Habanas Panim is that some form of death, would it be possible to assume that a person could be Michal Shabbos to save someone from being embarrassed? Would we say that a person who is about to embarrass someone is considered a Rodef? Is considered a person who is really threatening the life of another person? We know there is a general halacha that if a person is running after another person to kill him, what we call in halacha a rodef, then you're allowed to kill the rodef. You save the life of the intended victim, because in this particular case, the, the, the person who intends to murder him is worse than the villain, the worse of, of a villain, and therefore we would indeed be allowed to kill him in order to save the intended victim. Would you say the same thing by by someone is about to shame someone else therefore I could, I could kill him many many achronim, uh, many of the scholars interpret Tosfus and say that Tosfus means it's not mefurish Bamikra, it's not written explicitly in the Torah and therefore it's not one of these halachas that really are Yehar but rather it's an exaggeration found in Chazal be that as it may, we do know there are opinions, at least Rabbeinu Yonah says clearly that he thinks Habanas Panim seems to be Ritzicha, whereas the Rambam nowhere hints at this taking this Gemara literally. The Rambam, as we'll see later, does define and explain the halacha of Habanas Panim of shaming people, but nowhere will he say that they quote this Gemara and somehow imply that it has anything to do with Pikrach Nefesh, with hurting or killing or saving a person's life. Where is the Easter found? Tosu says it's not Mufurish by Mikra. Where is it then found? The Rambam has this in Mitzvah Lotase Shin Gimel. There the Rambam says, Hiziranu we are not allowed to shame one, one another. And he says, This is the sin that we call in public. Does the Rambam really mean only in public? Does the Rambam mean perhaps there's a distinction between or Is there indeed such a distinction? Here, it's not that clear what the Rambam thought. There might be different texts. Let's remember that the Sefer HaMitzvahs was written in Arabic. 
And therefore, we have a translation, or different translations, and in this particular case, the translation of, of uh, Rav Chaim Heller actually differs from the translation of other Mefarshim in the, uh, in the text of the, of the, of the Sefer HaMitzvah. However, the Rambam in Mishnah Torah the Rambam in Mishnah Torah says more clearly that this halacha that's found in of of the Isur of Mabin Penechavero, the Rambam says more clearly is both applies to Yachid and Sibur. The Rambam says within the rubric of talking about admonishing a person who is Dazin Avera, the Rambam says Hamochiach is Chavero Tchila. If a person is rebuking a person who does something wrong, he should not speak to him in a harsh manner in which would cause him shame and embarrassment. The Ramam says here that the Isur of which we said is implied in the Sefer HaMitzvahs as well. He says, the Ram goes on, this Isra would apply to a Jew shaming another Jew, Lachlim Es Yisrael, the Koshikin Barabim, and so much more so would it be done in public. Apparently the Isr is biyachid, the Isr is even just between me and him. One and one would also be an Isr. And of course, in public, would be a greater Easter. Perhaps we could say the Easter applies in both cases, but the Chumras Easter, the to the what extent, how severe is this Easter would depend really if it's done biyachid or b'tzibur. In in any case, the Rambam says the Easter comes from velosisa lavchet. The Easter of shaming someone is written in the Torah. Although perhaps we could also say that's not so mafurash Torah, but nevertheless the Ram says it's, it's based on the Pasik Velasisa Lavchait. And it's Asur both Biyachid Ben Barabim. An interesting example in the Gemara that's found about embarrassing people can be found in the case actually of a student asking his Rebbe a question. The Gemara in Shabbos says that when Rebbe was learning one Mesechta, you should not ask him a question in another Mesechta. The Malava Perhaps he's so involved in what he's learning that he would not be able to answer you about another Gemara. Interestingly enough, today it's when we meet real Gedolim, it's hard to understand this Gemara because uh, you meet a great Gadol and you, whatever Mesechta he's learning, you can ask him questions and he seems to know Kola Tarakula on his fingertips, you don't understand exactly what the problem of the Gemara is. Nevertheless, the Gemara assumed that there is a problem. And the Gemara said to ask a person a question, presumably even privately, even if I would just go over to my Rebbe or to, a, to any great Tamit Chacham or any Rav and ask him a question and perhaps he's not, he's not studying that particular issue now and therefore he's not prepared to answer the question, would be a, an example of shaming someone. I assume this would be even without an audience, and even 
more certainly would, would there be other people around. So this Easter would be in place of shaming someone in private or in public. Some people think that the Easter of Habanas Panim has yet another source in the Torah. The Torah says, Vulotonu A person should not defraud his friend. The Gemara explains in Bav Metziah there are two types of fraud. There's Onas Tavarim and Onas Mamon. There's a type of fraud that is involved, that involves monetary loss. A person actually cheats his pers- a friend in a sale or in business. But there's also a, a type of fraud in words, in Onas Tavarim. The Gemara gives examples of reminding someone of his past. In a case where a person is about tshuva, it's improper to go over to him and say, remember the days when you didn't have era. Some people like to do that. They meet a, a, a person who is now extremely careful of mitzvahs, and then they go over to him and say, could you please explain to me what was it like when you ate cheeseburgers? What, would, what did cheeseburgers taste like? And the Gemara thinks that this might shame a person who says, therefore, he will recall his, his past of which he is ashamed. So that is included in Onas Tavarim. And some people say this is the source for the Easter of Ahabanas Panim of shaming someone. To what degree do we say this is us? Or, well, we said the Gemara says that it's better to commit suicide. So even though we'll include that as a statement that's made in the Gemara, the Gemara didn't mean it literally. Nevertheless, the Gemara meant that it's a very severe Avera. The Gemara of Metziah and Daphnontes has another example of this. The Gemara says that It would be preferable for a person to have relations with a woman whose marital status is questionable. It's better to do that than, or to transgress such a thing than to shame someone. And the Gemara deduces this from the story of David. We will not go into exactly the story of David and what he did or what he didn't do. But the Gemara there says that David HaMelech said, I know the halacha of Abel Eshesish. Of course I know the halacha of a person who would commit adultery with an Eshesish. But I would, I want you to know how is the person who did commit adultery, so he did a terrible Avera, and perhaps the death penalty could be inflicted upon him, but yet, he could have a share in the world to come. Whereas a person who is Malbim Barabim really has no claim, no share in the world to come. The reason for this, at first blush, seems to be that the Avera of Mabim Panei is such a severe Avera that we would say a person actually would lose his share in the Olam Haba. The Rambam codifies this halacha in two places, and he says, Yesh Averot Kalot Me'elu. Even though we said there are 24 types of Averos for which a person loses a share in Olam Haba, there are Averos Kalos Me'elu. There are those that are not as severe. And nevertheless, Chachamim said, a person who transgresses one of these 
somewhat minor Averos also has no share in Olam Abba. What is the reason for that? So before we read the Rambam, I could suggest a simple reason. When a person does a severe Avera, he is well aware of what he does. And therefore, he does not take it lightly. Hopefully, he will realize what he did and immediately or very shortly after realize that it's time to do tshuva. The Gemara has this famous comment that if you see a Tamit Chacham who did an Avera, don't afterwards judge him harshly, don't think badly about him because he probably did tshuva, the Gemara says, as a matter of fact, he definitely did tshuva. We assume that a person who did something wrong would do tshuva. Perhaps one could suggest that the more severe the Avera is, the more logical uh, it would be to assume that a person would do tshuva. A person realizes what he did and he feels bad about it. Unfortunately, the Easter which we are discussing which we are trying to explain the severity of such an Avera, in many people's mind, is taken very lightly. And therefore, they won't do tshuva for it. In which, for which case, it might be more severe than a more severe Avera for which people will do tshuva. But the Rambam says a little differently than what I just said. The Rambam says... The Averis which are callous me'elu, the, the Averis which, which are less severe than the 24 which are mentioned there in Hilchus Tshuva Peregimel, the Ram says that even though they're less severe, you lose, you lose Olam Haba by transgressing these Averis. And he says, for example, someone who calls his, his friend by a nickname, the Gemara says, calling your friends by a nickname is improper. Of course, it means a nickname which is not recommended and not liked by the person involved. If a person knows that this is the nickname that he, he doesn't feel at all shamed or embarrassed by, then I don't think the Gemara means that you're not allowed to call a person by a nickname. But a kinui here refers to a nickname that a person resents. Even though he's heard it many, many times, the Gemara says, Dosh he's heard it many times, but nevertheless there's some feeling of resentment when he hears it. And the, and the Gemara says that this is a, a, an example, the Gemara continues, the Rambam continues, Hamal bin Pnei A person who shames his friend Berabim. As I said before, the Rambam thinks the Isa might apply even Biyachid. Privately, there might be an Easter, but perhaps this severe statement that a Malvin Pnei Chavel Berabim might really only refer to a case where a person is Malvin Pnei Chavel Berabim in public. The Ramam says, but the reason for it is because it referring to a person the Ram says this is not a, referring to a person who once shamed a person. A person who is a habitual type of person that constantly, regularly shames other people. So it doesn't seem that this Aveira specifically is the reason that he loses Shemel Maba. But the character of the person in question that shows that he is used to doing such things. We know this is his nature. The Ram seems to think that is the reason for the severity Be that as it may, we have seen that it's a very severe Avera of Habanas Pani. 
though there are people who think that we would say you should give up your life. The generally accepted opinion is that a person should not give up his life. Then the question would be, going back to our parsha, so why did Tamar really say not it, say what happened? Why did she really send the Chotemet and Petilim? The answer may be that this is a meritorious act of Tamar, but not one required by Halacha. If we would take the Gemara in a metaphorical sense and say that we do not mean that a person should really give up his life and certainly not commit suicide rather than shame someone, so then Tamar really was allowed to shame Yehuda in order to save her life. But nevertheless, the Gemara says she didn't do it. Perhaps we could suggest she didn't do it out of a voluntary act on her part, but not that she was required to do so. This, of course, would raise the issue, is a person allowed to give up his life rather than do an Avera for which he's really allowed to do. It would seem from here that Tamar decided to die rather than give up her life, rather than give up to give up her life, rather than shame Yuda. And we said, if you're not obligated to do so, but it's a voluntary act on her part. Now we know that the Rambam's opinion is that a person is not allowed to give up their life in a situation where the Torah does not require it. If, for example, a person would force another person to eat treif, unless they kill him, the halacha is, you should eat treif. We're talking about one and one. A person came to me and told me, he holds a gun to my head and says, nobody else is there, just me and him. He holds a gun to my head and says, eat treif or I'll kill you. I should eat treif. And the Ramam says, if a person says, I will not eat treif, but I will rather die, who is mischayv v'nafsho, he's guilty as if he himself committed murder, as if he himself committed suicide. So therefore, how could Tamar do this? Some people have suggested that Tamar did this before the Torah was given. The laws of pikrach nefesh, the laws of saving your life, rather than doing an Avera, or do the Avera rather than saving your life, were given after the Torah was given, and therefore before the Torah was given, we have a law that you're allowed to uh, give up your life rather than shame someone. Even though, according to halacha, you might not actually be required to do so, but perhaps a person is allowed to do it, perhaps it's even meritorious to do it. But after the Torah was given, it seems that this would be forbidden. However, we have a story in the Gemara in that seems to contradict this point. The Gemara tells a story about Marukva. Very strange story. Marukva had a, a, a poor person in his neighborhood, and Marukva was in the habit of giving him money every day. But he tried to give it to him anonymously. One day, the beggar in question was trying to see who was giving him the money. Marukva felt that this would shame the Ani. He gave it to him anonymously in order that the Ani should not feel indebted, should not feel somehow guilty to, uh, towards Marukva. So the Gemara says that Marukva entered in the language of the Gemara, Lauatuna Davagrufa Nora. The words in the Gemara seem to mean that he entered a furnace which had fire in it. The Gemara then somehow said he almost was was burned, he was a little bit burned, but 
it seems that Marukta felt rather than shame someone, I really should give up my life. He entered a fire. The only explanation could be either that Marukva himself really paskin that it's better to die rather than to shame someone, and we really paskin, and he really paskin that way, even though we said most poskin today would not follow that opinion. Or the alternative would be found in the Me'iri there. The Me'iri quotes this story, but he changes one word. He doesn't say Ra'ukva actually went into a fire. He said Ra'ukva ran away in order to avoid shaming the Ani. Apparently the Me'iri felt you could not interpret this Gemara literally. Similarly to the Me'iri that did not interpret the Gemara of Noach Lola Adam Sheyapilat literally, he said rather it means Derech Tachus, Derech Guzma, the Gemara just exaggerated. Here also the, 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 the Mi'iri would say that Marukva did not endanger himself in order to save embarrassment from someone. The bottom line, of course, is that according to the Rambam, there is a severe Iser Daraisa of shaming someone, whether it be in public or whether it be in private. To what extent would we say this goes? According to the Rambam, it doesn't mean that you have to give up your life for it. The bottom line is the person who shamed is going to live. A person, if you really kill him, he'll die. To equate Shvichas to Habanas Panim or Habanas Pan to Shvichas seems rather far-fetched. Nevertheless, it is a severe Avera and a person who is guilty and habitually addicted to shaming people has no share in Olam Haba. Therefore, we said even in relationships between Talmud and a Rebbe, a person should be careful not to shame his Rebbe, again, neither in public nor in private.